Poems from the Inner Life by Lizzie Doten. Number twenty, Life, read by K. Hand. To be or not to be is not the question. There is no choice of life. I mark it well, for death is but another name for change. The weary shuffle off their mortal coil and think to slumber in eternal night. But lo, the man, though dead, is living still. Unclothed is clothed upon, and his mortality is swallowed up of life. He babbles o'er the green fields, then falls asleep, and straight awakes amid eternal verdure. Fairer than dreams of a midsummer's night, the fields Elysian stretch before him. No tempest rends the ever-peaceful bowers of asphodel and fadeless amaranth. No hot sirocco blows with poisonous breath. No midnight frights him with its goblins grim, presaging sudden death. No Macbeth there, mad with ambition, plotteth damning deeds. No Hamlet, haunted by his father's ghost, stalks wildly forth intent on vengeance dire. The curse of Cain on earth is consummate, and knows no resurrection. Spirits learn that spirit is immortal, and no poisoned cup, or dagger's thrust, or sting of deadly asp, can rob it of its godlike attribute. This mortal garb may be as full of wounds, and bloody rents as royal Caesar's mantle, yet that which made it man or Caesar liveth still. Man learns in this Valhalla of his soul to love, nor ever finds love's labor lost. No two-faced Falstaff proffers double suit, no Desdemona mourns Iago's art, and every Romeo finds his Juliet. The stroke of death is but a kindly frost, which cracks the shell and leaves the kernel room to germinate. What most consummate fools this fear of death doth make us! Reason plays the craven unto sense, and in her fear chooses the slow and slavish death of life, rather than freedom in the life of death. Thus ignorance makes cowards of us all, and blinds us to our being's best estate. Madly we cling to life through nameless ills, pinched by necessity and scourged by fate, fainting in heat and freezing in the cold, while war and pestilence and sore distress, fever and famine, fire and flood, combine to drive the spirit from its wreck of clay. O poor humanity, how full of blots and stains and pains and miseries thou art! Here let me be thine Antony, and plead thy cause against the slayers of thy peace. Though wounded, yet thou art not dead, thou child of immortality, thou heir of God. He who would slay thee, be he brute or brutus, plunges the dagger in his own vile heart. And yet thy wounds are piteous. I could weep that aught so fair from the Creator's hand should be so marred and mangled like a lamb torn by the ravening wolves. Here let me take thy mantle, pierced with gaping, ghastly wounds, from daggers clutched by ingrate hands. O truth! How many in thy sacred name have slain humanity, thinking they did God service, Rome and not Caesar, doctrines and not men. I cannot count the wounds which lust for power and wealth and place and precedence have made. But, oh, the keenest, deepest, deadliest stabs of all were made by false philosophy and false theology combined. Philosophy that knew not what it did, theology that did not what it knew. See here, 
this rent made by the fear of god that gracious god whose mercy seasons justice who feeds the raven clothes the lilies heeds the sparrow when it falls and sends his rain alike upon the evil and the good and yet they were all honorable men who taught this doctrine honorable men whose failing was a lack of common sense and lo here is another fear of truth blind superstition made this horrid rent and bigotry quick followed up the thrust oh tis an eye weeping great tears of blood an eagle eye that dared to love the light which bigotry and superstition feared lest it should make their deeds of evil plain thus is it he who dares to see a truth not recognized in creeds must die the death but noonday never stayed for bats and owls and truth's clear light shall yet arise and shine see here another wound the fear of death that blessed consummation of this life which soothes all pain makes good all loss revives the weak gives rest and peace makes free the slave levels all past distinctions and doth place the beggar on a footing with the king o poor humanity those who conspired to slay thee through exceeding love for god and for the glory of his mighty name smote at the very centre of thy peace and damning doubts like daggers thrusts attest how zealously they aimed each cruel blow and yet this rent and bloody mantle is not thee slain but not dead thy spirit shall arise and face thy startled enemies again as royal caesar's ghost appeared to brutus in sardis and philippi's tented plains thou royal heir to kingdoms yet unknown a mightier than caesar is thy friend he stays the hand of cassius brutus all who aim their weapons at thy life and dulls their daggers points against thy deathless soul from every gaping wound of fear or doubt murder or malice sorrow or despair thy spirit leaps as from a prison door it laughs at death and daggers as it flies to hold companionship with spirits blessed and having thus informed itself of life the question then to be or not to be is swallowed up in immortality end of poem this recording is in the public domain